Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's this week's episode. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and learn how to win the crown. I'm Jessie Ledoux McMullen, Pageant Planet's queen of customer success, and I'm joined by Miss America 2018, Cara Mund. Today, we are discussing how to find and start your platform. So, Cara, what is a platform? Yes, so a platform is a cause, an issue, or a topic you choose to promote during your time as a title holder. Most pageant systems require each contestant to select a platform prior to the pageant, write an essay about your issue, and are even asked questions about it on your on-stage question portion of the competition. It's important to know your platform well and to be passionate about the issue because during your reign, you're going to be talking about it quite a bit. And I always say, too, even if the pageant doesn't require it, it's always great to have in your back pocket is something that you can talk about at events or even make that interview flow a little bit easier. You know, that's a great point before we even dive into all of this is I usually tell people they're like, well, I don't need a platform for this pageant. And I say, okay, if you're contestant number one and you come in and they say, why do you want this title? You say, well, it's really great for me for modeling opportunities and job prospects. And the next girl comes in and says, I really want this title because I'm really involved in the Boys and Girls Club of America, and I think it would be great to show those young women that you can become anything if you set your mind to it. Which girl are they going to pick? Yeah, definitely the second one. Definitely yeah, for second sure. one. <laughs> so this episode is part one of three that will walk you, our listener, our watcher, through the entire platform development process from A to Z. And plus, at the end of today's podcast, I will read off a bunch of sample platforms to get you thinking, because I think there's a lot that are really traditional and you hear quite a bit, but you can think outside the box, and we'll get there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now the, the platform, not only does it give you that, that topic to speak about, but as a title holder, doors of opportunities open for you. And a lot of times, you know, different potential sponsors or events want to know what it is that you're promoting or use, utilizing that title for. Um, so it is so great to, to have something that you're passionate about that kind of goes with the crown and with the title. So Jesse, let's start from scratch. There are five things that, um, we can build a successful platform. And so do you want to go through those? Sure. So the first one is quite simply your topic. What will your platform be? And the second is your story. Why did you choose that platform? So it's not enough to just say I was listening to Pageant Planet's podcast and they gave me a list and this is one of the options on the list. There has to be a story behind that. Um, the third is the title. What's your platform called? Because, and, and we'll get into this later, but your title is very much about your branding. So if you're standing next to a contestant who has the exact same platform as you, how do they remember yours amongst that person's and potentially others that have the same one. So, Cara, what are the last two? 
Uh, and then we have structure. So it's how you bring this to others. Um, and, you know, that's, that's really important too, is you can't just have an issue that you're, you know, passionate about, but it's how are you going to advocate it and really show that passion to other people. And then the last one is goals. And so what are you hoping to achieve? Um, and this is something that, you know, you can really quantify. Is it, you know, I want to do five events during my year of service. So I want to do two a month. Um, you know, during a time like this of, of COVID-19 is how am I going to shift this to an online platform. And so there's so many different ways to to advocate for the issue that's important to you. Yeah. So let's start with topic. I hear all the time from contestants who don't know what their platform should be. Mm -hmm. And here are some questions I like to ask when a contestant is picking their platform. The first is, is there a cause that you deal with personally? Maybe you deal with mental illness. Maybe you've dealt with financial hardship. Um, so that's the first thing. What about, what's about you that's interesting or that you could relate to others about? The second is, is there a cause that personally affects a family member or someone close to you, a friend or a family? So very similar. Maybe someone is ill. Maybe someone is um, a first-generation American. Um, if you're in America and that's on your platform, something that they can kind of rise up and relate to others. Again, it's all about the relatability. Um, Car, what are some other questions that people can ask to relate their platform? Yeah, so one that's really good too is a career goal. So, so what is your career goal? Um, you know, are you a woman in STEM? That's a great opportunity to not only promote increasing women in the field, but also gives you kind of a launching pad for what comes next in your career. Um, do you have a talent that you can share with others? That's, that's another really great one. Um, and lastly, where you see yourself getting excited to talk about for 365 days. Um, and that's probably one of the most important questions. If it's about and you kind of just establish because you have to, it makes those that whole year and, and each day just a little bit more difficult than it already is. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it has to have layers too. If mm -hmm. you are as I'm sure as Miss America, you can relate to this. If you have to wake up and say the same thing every day, you're going to lose the fire behind that, right? So did you have layers to your platform and, and your speaking agents you were able to kind of pick from? Yeah, I did. So my platform was the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And so I not only knew what it was like as a volunteer, but I knew what it was also like as a wish grantor. And um, so I knew numerous aspects. And so whatever event I went to, if I was speaking to volunteers of maybe a different organization, I knew some of the struggles there. Or if it came to like the more operations end, I knew those struggles. And so so that's something that's really important, too, is it can't just be the topic. <laughs> you have to have quite a bit of experience in the topic, too, to, to really be able to promote the message that you're wanting for that year. Yeah, and what Cara just mentioned, we'll get into in episodes two and three. This is, a, like I said, this is a three-part series because you don't just wake up and, ha and this all makes sense or it falls into place. There's a lot of work that goes into making the perfect platform for you. So, so Cara, do you remember the process of picking your platform for Make-A-Wish Foundation? Yeah. So for me, it was very authentic. Um, I had already been working with the organization. I knew a little bit about the organization. And I had two friends that were diagnosed with cancer that were going through um, the wish granting process. And so that's where I really got like my my first taste of the organization. Um, and then we also had family members that were also battling cancer. So not only did I know the child aspect, but I also knew what it was like to be a family member um, with adult members that, that were diagnosed. And so that really allowed me to, to get get passionate about it because I had that opportunity to, to experience it firsthand. Um, but then also, you know, being able to relate to friends of my peer group and then also family. Yeah. And this, this ties perfectly into the story piece 
of your mm-hmm. platform. So do you have a specific story? And if I rephrase the question, like the why did you pick this platform? And you kind of already gave us the familial tie and the friendly ties to it. But I usually say, okay, if you have a 30-second opportunity to share the the why behind your platform, what's that story? What's that hook to get someone to really buy in immediately? Yeah, I think so. One of the the most amazing wishes that I ever helped grant, um, we always do a wish reveal. And I was Miss Northern Lights. I was just a local title holder at the time. And um, one of my my wish children wanted to go to Disney World to meet the princesses. And so when you announce the wish, you you try to do something really special to get community engagement and and whatnot. Anyway, so I had her ride in a parade with me. And little did she know that there was a sign on the side that said um, she was going to Disney World. And so as we went down the parade. Parade and and this child, um, she had a, a tumor in the brain and her left side did not work. Uh, and so as we were going down the the parade route, she used her right hand. She waved the entire way down the parade route. And as people are yelling out, "You're going to Disney World," um, she turned and she looked and she said, "This is the best day of my life." And I said, "Okay, just wait till you get to Disney World. <laughs> um, you know, like this is special, but you get to go meet Cinderella and and all of these Aww. great." princesses uh, but that was that was pretty a remarkable moment that just really made me realize the the power of a wish and so for those listening and if you are watching because we are recording this too this is the type of story that will 100% connect you with any judge even the judge with the coldest of hearts is going to hear you tell that story and they are going to melt into a puddle and that's what is so valuable about a platform is the connection with other people it's not just connecting them to get the score it's just like there's a famous phrase break my heart for what breaks yours and the minute you can make that connection with someone they are like your ally for life and if gosh if you don't have goosebumps after listening to that story Mm -hmm. Check your pulse, please. Um, but it's so, so, so important. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. Oh, do you have photos and videos of all of that? I do, I do, and it was it was really special. And uh, it was actually during my year of Miss America, we we lost her, which was which was really hard. Um, but being able to to share that memory uh, um, and knowing that I had a little a little piece of making her best day, I think Disney World maybe topped it. <laughs> but you know, to to know. But I think too, what was so amazing was I went into that day not expecting it to to really turn out that way. It was really great. We're going to announce Disney World, um, but we were able to make it so much better than I ever expected. Um, so, yeah, and so that that's what kept me going. And, you know, it's stories like that that really showed me why I was so passionate about it in the first place. Yes, and thank you for sharing it because I want everyone to understand the importance of the story and what a great story sounds like. You painted the picture so perfectly so that me, as someone that definitely was not there in North Dakota with you that day, I can picture it vividly. And now I've projected myself there. So that what that's what makes a beautiful platform story. And I think the next piece of that is, okay, let's talk about the branding piece. I mentioned the title before um, because, like I said before, if you have someone next to you with the exact same platform, how do you stand apart? So your name should be two parts, typically. I think in most pageant systems, this, this is necessary, especially for younger age divisions as they start to learn how to communicate. As you get to the Miss Americas, the Miss USAs, you may not need something as structured. 
But that said, so a title and a subtitle. So the subtitle should describe your aim, and the title can be simply your platform. For example, mine was volunteerism. My platform was volunteerism. That was my title. My subtitle was building stronger communities through service. So it's just a nice little package there. Um, Cara, did you have this? And like I said, it's okay if you didn't because it's not right for all pageant systems. Yeah, I didn't. I know a lot of the girls I competed with did, um, but mine was called A Make-A-Wish Passion with Fashion. Mm. And so it already was a little confusing because people weren't sure. And I had started a fashion show for Make-A-Wish. And so mm. that's kind of where it all started. Um, but I did go back and forth between how do I make a title that's going to stand out. And um, if I did just Make-A-Wish, I feared too. Like, I think another thing that's really important is recognizing if your pageant has their own platform. Mm. And so I didn't want it to be just Make-A-Wish because people would be a little confused. And so I thought, okay, if I add in the passion part and the fashion part, they're going to already start asking. And then I can mm. talk about the entrepreneurial experience I had. But um, I do think a title, a subtitle really helps if it's something that's, that's clear. Um, and that's easy for a judge to look down at the paperwork and know where it is that th that conversation is going to go. That's a great point, too, because if you are, and this is, I don't want to jump ahead to the other episodes, there's so much good to come, but if you are working with a national organization or an international organization that people have probably heard of before, that's a great point, Cara. How do you, how do you stand apart so they're interested in a way that they wouldn't just be if they saw Make-A-Wish? Because if we all know Make-A-Wish, what do we ask about it? But if you're like, okay, so she's got a passion with fashion piece, like what's going on there? And they want to ask. So I was, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so there's some other ones you can mention. Um, so if you, I've, I've had some contestants that had, um, depression. So theirs was more than sad, which is a very popular, um, moniker that talks about depression. And you're just not, not just sad, it's more than sad. Um, so more than sad, guiding teens through feelings of depression. So there's your title and then your descriptor. And then, um, this next person had something regarding, uh, women in leadership. So it was leading ladies, inspiring young women to seek leadership roles. Um, so those are some examples. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Um, and remembering that, you know, the judges meet so many different contestants. And so you really want something that's going to help make you stand out. Um, like we talked about, it's simple. A lot of times, like, you know, while you hope that your judges get time to look over your paperwork and, and really do like a, a full read, they don't always get to. And so having something where you walk in and, and also keeping in mind when you walk into that interview room, if they haven't read it, tell them what it is. Mm. Um, because it really opens up that door of conversation where, you know, as a judge, it can be sometimes intimidating of like, what do I ask contestants? And so when I know right off the bat that you're passionate about something, it makes it easy to just start the questions. And as a contestant, it kind of allows you to run the interview. Yeah. And one, one tip I give to contestants is don't just say, well, I'm really passionate about my platform. So I think that's what will make me a great title holder. Get in the habit of every time you say my platform, you say your platform after it. And exactly what Cara just said, especially for a lot of you listening and watching, you are in a pageant that have a, as an interview of three minutes or less. That's like no time at all. So if they, if you say my platform and they stop to look down your paperwork to try and skim it to try to find it, you've already missed that moment. Like, so if you're telling that great story, and you didn't like really, what do they call it? Bury the lead. Um, if you bury the lead in your story and they don't really know what your platform is, they are then looking for it and they're disconnecting. So my platform, volunteerism, building stronger communities through service, da 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 da. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, too, it shows more confidence because you come in and you know it. I I do remember one time judging a a pageant, and a lot of people do. They just say my platform because you assume your judges know, um, but they don't always know. (laughs) And so then it was like, well, what is your platform? And it was so long. And that's another thing, too, is it was so long that the contestant had a hard time getting it out because I don't think she was expecting us to just jump right into it. You're ahead of the curve. You tell them what it is. Then you start the conversation. For sure. And, okay, let's talk structure. Um, I like to think of your platform as a wheel. I usually call it an umbrella but because it's this is more visual than an umbrella. Um, a wheel. So the center of the wheel is the base of your platform. It's your cause. It's volunteerism. It's um, make-a-wish. The spokes of a wheel, as I guess we're talking about like a really old wheel, because like a new <laughs> wheel wouldn't have this specifically, like an old wooden wheel um, that you probably haven't seen in a long time, um, has different parts that stem from it. So your platform should be, it should be relatable and adaptable for a multiple audience. So if your platform is bullying, your spokes could be, okay, one spoke is how to react if you witness bullying, if you're a bystander, if you're not directly involved. Another spoke could be if you are bullied. What are your resources? Another spoke could be for parents if their child is being bullied. And then another spoke could be where do you go for your resources? So now I have a multifaceted in a way that I can adapt to whatever the conversation holds uh, with whoever it holds it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, go ahead, Kara. I was going to say that is that is so important. And especially, too, when, when this is your platform, a judge might ask a current event about it. <laughs> and so when you have all of those different avenues you know about your platform, it's really easy then to, to pick, you know, OK, this is a great time to talk about the resources. This is a really great time to talk about this aspect of it. Um, and so you really don't feel like you're ever caught off guard um, in any sense when you're when you're doing your interview. Yeah, so let's talk through yours, if you don't mind. I mean, it may be been a while since you've really looked at it holistically like this, but you live it and you know it so well. So hopefully you'll be all right. So if you were Make-A-Wish, what are the different types of conversations you're prepared to have? Yeah. Um, so for me, like because I had the Make-A-Wish passion with fashion, so I would have one of the spokes about my my actual event that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talking about how I first got involved, but then also some of the obstacles of as a, you know, 14 year old trying to start my own event. Um, and so that also like really paralleled well with what I'm going to do as a title holder, specifically a teen title holder that you may not have as many opportunities because you're still going to school and, and you're doing so many other things um, compared to when I was, you know, a, a Miss contestant. Um, so then I also had like the the aspect of being a wish grantor. And so I would get to talk about going through the process of meeting with a wish child, talking with their family, discovering the wish, um, figuring out, you know, how are we going to make this possible if it's a travel wish. Um, and then at a more simpler, simpler aspect, it was the type of wishes. And so if you want to be someone like a firefighter for a day, or if you want to meet someone like a famous celebrity, um, go somewhere or to have something really special maybe like an outdoor spa um, that was one of my my friends like that was her her wish and so um, getting to talk a little bit about like the first wish I ever saw granted and the impacts of those and then I guess that was probably the other the other wheel was the story like I had shared about the impact of a wish um, and a lot of people if you, if you haven't been experiencing cancer in the family and, and you don't know um, how it affects the dynamic what a simple wish can do to mm-hmm. really boosting morale uh, making 
making that that fight a little bit easier, giving children something excited to look forward to. Um, so so numerous different avenues to go. And so then, too, when I got questions like, you know, um, you know, well, if this is just like a, a one time wish, you know, what about other organizations that do research and, and whatnot? And so being able mm. to go into how it's not a one time wish, it impacts the entire illness. And and so really being able to, to grab all that and then again, going back to, you know, if it's having something, you know, having an outdoor spa for for chemo treatments. Um, so, again, it was it was constantly like I had all these spokes, but it was easy enough to jump between them um, to really promote my message and, and what's important to me. Yeah, I think a lot of contestants, especially those that are preparing for pageants that have a shorter interview, they are thinking about one area. And then I find if I'm doing a longer mock interview or coaching session with them and I'm asking them a lot of different questions, they're saying the same things over and over again. And I challenge them to find different ways to bring their platform into those answers. Um, so it doesn't, one, feel as rehearsed, and two, it challenges them to really think about their platform in different ways. Uh, I have a great story that I'm going to share in episode two um, that is, like, perfect to illustrate all of that. Um, but I do want to dive into um, the last piece. And it's not enough to just have a platform um, if you don't know what you want to do with it. So like you had said, like those key goals. So why don't you talk us through what those type of goals and what they're, why they're important? Yeah. So you have to have something very quantifiable. Um, so measurable goals that that kind of set you apart from other contestants. And so it's the difference between coming in and telling the judges, I want to talk about Make-A-Wish for the whole year versus this is what I'm going to do in just 365 mm -hmm. days. Um, so so that's really important. And it's not just sharing the story, but actually letting them know that this title, you're going to take action. And, and it really gives your judges a sense that you have a plan of what you're going to do. And not all contestants do. So it really keeps you keeps you it sets you apart from from the others. Um, but it's another like a quantifiable goal is a is a set number. And so it also allows your judges to know that you have really thought about this. This isn't just you coming in and, you know, making making promises. You have a, a goal that that you're going to reach. Um, so something that's that's very important that kind of gives your judges confidence of there's our title holder. For sure. And this can include things like I'm going to post one blog post a month. And it doesn't sound very impressive. Because I'm going to post 12 blog posts a year. So that right, you can be set up a little bit. You plan mm -hmm. to you write blog posts. If you do speaking engagements, okay, I'm going to do 25 speaking engagements. Or I will distribute 500 um, access codes to this app that has a resource for my platform. The list is endless, and it is so customizable to your platform whatever that might be. Uh, it's, but it, this is a critical step. Do not skip the measurable goal step. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know for me, um, one of my goals was taking my, my platform. So the, the fashion show I had started to a national level. And um, I, I wasn't sure exactly how I, do, I would do that. I thought potentially partnering with some of the, the you know, Make-A-Wish's top corporate sponsors. But then I realized during my year, and, and I ended up shifting the plan a little bit, um, that it was more, you know, showing the organization the power of the volunteers and specifically the younger volunteers. And so I got to go to the National Make-A-Wish headquarters and I got to speak with, you know, the, the top individuals and tell them, you know, what it was that I did and what it was that inspired me to join their, their organization and to be such a huge advocate for them. Um, and so that was, that was my 
my way of really showing that this isn't just a local state thing. I'm really going to expand out. And so, you know, being able to quantify that, you know, my goal, I'm going to the national headquarters. I'm going to promote, you know, this title while also my personal passions. And together, we're, we're going to make a huge impact. Um, so, so having that really, I think, helped me stand out. Yeah, so remind me, when did you go to the national headquarters? What title did you have? I was Miss America at that point. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I, and I had communicated with the national headquarters a little bit, but it was primarily through the, the state organization of, of Make-A-Wish. Um, but when you have a title like, like Miss America or, you know, any, any title, really, it gives you this opportunity of, of doors opening where people want to hear what you have to say. And they know that obviously you've gotten there, there somehow. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. And, you know, the titles, titles open doors of opportunity, so take them. Definitely. And I love, so I asked that question because I think people forget to scale their platform with themselves. So if you are a state title holder competing for a national title and you're still working with a local nonprofit, you probably haven't thought too far outside that scope. So Cara, could you have called Make-A-Wish headquarters as Miss Northern Lights? Sure you could have, but at that point you probably hadn't scaled yourself. So um, keep that in mind too, and we will get to that um, in episode two, but um, why don't we recap? So, um, so Cara, why don't you take the first two and I'll take the second three. Yes, yeah, so the first one again is finding a topic. So what will your platform be? The second one is the story. So why did you choose it? This gives the judges a good sense that this isn't just some topic you pulled out of the air. You actually, you had a reason to choose it. Um, and then Jesse, this last three. Yeah, so title, what is your platform called? Remember that title and that subtitle that can help differentiate you from the pack. Four is structure. How will you bring this to others? What's your plan? And then finally, your goals. How, what will you aim to achieve? And what are the numbers that you've tied to that so that we don't forget? So the judge can buy into your plan, not that just, just your passion. Yeah, and here are some great ideas if you haven't found an organization that you love. So cancer awareness, youth entrepreneurship, family traditions, trade skills, dance therapy, girls in sports, like we said, girls in STEM, um, developing confidence, authentic communication, financial literacy. As you can tell, the list goes on, so find what you're passionate about. It can be healthy cooking. I mean, think about yeah. what you like. Everyone always says, I don't have a sob story. Okay, well, well, good for you. One, that you don't have a sob story in your life, that things are going so well. Um, but let's platforms don't have to be sad. They can be trailblazing. They can be exciting. They can provide new skills for people. They can open up a whole new avenue. So don't pigeonhole yourself to just what you've heard before. Really think about that, like that one thing we mentioned about what can you wake up every day and feel renewed and excited to talk about and feel like you can make a difference with. So tune in next week where we'll discuss connecting your platform. So how will you connect your platform to the community? But thank you for listening. And Cara, thank you for joining. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It really seems like a small action, but it keeps us keeps the show going. And until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.